Welcome to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast. My name's David. As always, taking you through another week of the best, worst, and sometimes the in-betweens of being a kinship carer, kinship kid, and anything to do with that general nature of things. Um, as always, if you want to get in touch with us in any way, uh, the easiest ways through our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of the social medias, we're everywhere at this point, even TikTok, which is which is always good. And, and we have got people trying to upload videos as, as quick as we can make them uh, which is really nice and i say if you do uh, if you are on on tiktok you want to share it and everything please do um i think we're on about 600 views for the batman one so that's that's that is, it's quite nice uh, to have those type of things um now this is this episode is going to be about credits or i suppose it'd be about credit searching your, your credit score and those type of things. Obviously, I've worked in, in a bank uh, for over over nine years. Uh, and one of the things that I always get asked about is in regards to credit checks, credit, um, how, you know, what is a credit score? How do I improve it? And those type of things. And it is always nice to get sort of a grounding in regards to that, especially when it comes to, to children. Um, you know, I've done an episode in the, in the past about your know, help with banking and things like that. But really, when it comes to credit checking and credit scoring and all that type of thing it's something that really it's surprising how how they don't you they don't teach this in schools or if they do it's very very little um you know your credit score is a it's a complicated thing and it's definitely something that really needs to be looked at from every point of view uh, as i said i've worked in a bank for you know nearly 10 years um so i i i i i, I I was in the lending department. I dealt with credit cards and things like that. So I know quite a lot about credit, good good credit, bad credit, if there is such a thing, um, and how you can improve it, what affects it, and those type of things. And sometimes when you actually speak to people about credit, it almost feels like when you talk to someone about dieting, where they will talk about, um, oh, I only, you know, I, I have a cheat day. But then when you hear that their cheat day is basically eating 12 days worth of food and you think, well, that's not a cheat day. That's point. That's that's making the last six days pointless um, unless you're going to work, do a workout that's worth 12 days worth of food. Um, <clears throat> but when it comes to credit, it's really a complicated, a really it, it's as complicated as it is simple. And that's the real problem with it. And I, I apologize if it's going to be a little, a little bit of an odd one for this. But the first thing I, I do need to say is there is no such thing as good and bad credit. That's that's the first, first and foremost. Uh, <clears throat> credit is credit. You know. Now it's more a case of how you use it and what you use it for is the where the good and the bad comes into it. So um, obviously, the, this is something that you know I would love to go into schools we, with. Um, the bank that I used to work for, we used to go into schools and talk to the kids and and try and get them to understand, you know, how money works, overdrafts, things like that. Um, but you know, obviously, everyone start at eighteen with a credit score. So the first thing, first things first, you don't have a credit score until you're eighteen. Um, you you may. You, you may think that you do. You may think that, that I spoke to so many people in my time who, because their mum and dad were millionaires or whatever it was, thought that that kind of trickled down to them having an A plus 999 credit score. That's not the case. Credit scores are 
specific to that person. So just because they are 18 and just because... Now, obviously, if they've got a million pounds in a savings account and they haven't touched it and they've, you know, they, they're really good with, with the cards and all these other things and they've, you know, everything, you know, yes, they may get a, a better credit score than, than some people, but that's not to say that they will. <clears throat> you know, there's, there's so many people out there who think that just because you save 20 grand for a, a deposit for a mortgage, that doesn't mean that you'll necessarily be able to get a mortgage or get a mortgage at a rate that you want. Um, so the first things first in regard to a credit score is that, um, well, the first things first is that it is always good to know what your credit score is. Uh, if you are someone out there who is thinking about buying a new car, buying um, Go going on holiday, maybe think of putting on credit or you're upgrading the house, your furniture, whatever it would be. Um, you know, if you ring up a bank and just ask for a loan, if the first question will be, Do you know what your credit score is? And if you answer no to that, it's almost like going somewhere blindfolded because if you don't know what your credit score is, you won't know whether you're going to get a good deal, bad deal. Um, and obviously everything's relative. You know, 29% on an on an APR may seem astronomical to some people, but to some people who are on like 50% when you're thinking about um like the old wongas and things like that, um, you know, we're on like a thousand percent or whatever, 50% might you know, 29% actually might sound quite reasonable. Um so the first things first in regards to the credit score is that there's no such the the, I'll say the first thing there. I'll say that a couple of times. Uh, <clears throat> so the, the main thing about it is, is that you know, there's so much that goes into your credit score. Um, and that can be things like your address. You're staying at the same address for more than three years is a positive. And the reason it is, is because it shows that you are not liable to move. And you know, if you're moving from place to place to place to place, uh, there was a question as to why that is. You know, why are you moving every every two years, every one year? Is it because you're not reliable? Is it because you can't afford to live where you live and you're having to move? You know, it, it could be obvious reasons. You know, you've just started a family. You need a new. You know, you need an extra bedroom, or you've moved. You've moved jobs, so you need to. to and I'll get to that in a second. Uh, so you need to be closer to your work or something like that. Your contract may have may have. Um, may have lapsed and you just decided you want to go somewhere else or you can't live there. Um, you know, <clears throat> unfortunately, if you, it, you know, you'll notice this a lot. If you, if you fill in an application and you put in your address and it's less than three years, it will usually ask you for another address. And the more addresses you put in there, the less, the, the less confident they are when they'll think about, is this someone who, the, the way, <laughs> obviously the way they'll look at it is, is this someone who, if they, if we're chasing them for money, we will not be able to find them because within a year they're going to be in a different address? Um, and you know, unfortunately, you know, de- debt doesn't just disappear. Um, it it just doesn't. You know, they will find you. They will go through various ways of doing that. You know, that's just the way that it is. Uh, <clears throat> the 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 one thing, the most the most powerful thing, I would say in regards to credit score, is that you should be on the electoral roll. Now, you may sit there thinking, well, I hate politics. I never want to vote. The The main thing that we would always say, or I would always say, is we don't want you to vote. We don't expect you to vote. We couldn't care less if you voted. But by being on that electoral roll, what it does 
is it places you somewhere within the UK. So, you know, I could easily apply for a credit card and say I live in Manchester. But if I've got a credit, if, if, if my, um, if my um, electoral roll says that I live in Liverpool, then they may be questioning that a little. Uh, you know, why, why is your address in Manchester, but you're living, you're, you're voting in Liverpool? What, what, what's the deal here? Um, <clears throat> but if your address matches the one that's on the electoral roll, it's it's so much stronger. Again, you don't have to vote. You don't. You, you, we don't. You, it seems at this point um, a pointless aspect of voting. You know, they're only just going to you know, one. You know, is one as bad as the other? Well, that's another another question from another time. Um, so that's the that I, I would say that's the first thing I would say is the second thing is obviously is your electoral roll. Get get your address. Try and stay there. You know. Once you're there for three years, it just makes filling applications a lot easier as well. Um, that's the same for having a bank. They will ask you how long you've been in a bank. Now, even if you've opened a bank and you never use it, the fact that that bank is open, you know, it does, again, give them something they can chase and, and look and things like that. So that's one thing that goes with that. The next thing is, if you are someone who says this phrase, I I get I get accepted credit from everywhere. I don't understand why you don't. That's not a good thing. So if you are someone who's got a Capital One, a Barclay card, a HSBC card, a Tesco card, a whatever MBNA, whatever it is, the fact that you have twelve cards is ne- not necessarily a good thing. Um, in some ways, it's actually you know it, it's actually a worrying sight you know you you've seen uh, you know, you may have seen it in the past where you've seen someone with you know, paying paying with like six different cards um <clears throat> unless they're getting no percent interest rates on these cards um then there really is no reason to be juggling so many cards uh the way they would look at it is is like this if you've got 10 cards and they've all got a, a grand uh, credit limit on it that means that technically, at any one point, you could be ten thousand pounds in debt. Um, now, if it's a case of you use the card, and I'll, I'll get to this in a second. If it's a case of you using every single one of those cards and paying them off, then that's perfect. You are using credit in the right way. But if you are using it where you've got a thousand on one and you're paying the minimum payments, and that's it, and it's just sort of after about 12 months, you will probably receive a letter to say it's highly unlikely that you're going to pay off this by paying £30 a month. You know, you're either going to have to start paying more or we're going to have to start chasing you for this money. Um, and that's that's the worrying part is a lot of the time, especially when it's interest free, um, you, 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 you do the interest free for, for a year and you think, well, that's a good idea. But it only really works if you are paying the £100 a month or the £200 or whatever it would be, so that within that 12 months, that card is empty. Um, so that's the one thing with that. Uh, obviously, using the card and then paying it off every single month, that is a fantastic way of using credit. Um, so if you are someone who does a weekly shop or you know, pays petrol weekly or whatever it is, if you pay on your credit card, knowing that you'll be paying for it anyway and pay it off every single month, that starts building up your credit score. So that's a really positive thing that you can do. And that's usually the first step that I would say in regards to building up your credit score is using it for things that you would already be using. Um, 
because it does show that you can manage that credit well. Um, and that, that's a fantastic way of doing it. Um, obviously, if you don't know what your credit score is, the main question is, well, how do I find out? Now, there are probably hundreds at this point of credit scoring companies, whether it's Experian or Equifax or anyone else. A lot of them are free of charge. Now, I do need to make this you aware of this. A lot of them will say they're free of charge, but there's a monthly subscription and you've got 30 days. Um, I would say I would say to stick with the ones that are free, mainly because you don't really need to know more than what's on that free one unless you are looking deeper. Um, so for me personally, I, you know, I, have a, I have a number of them that are free. That, the first thing, you know, first myth that I'd like to break first is that you do not get... Uh, your credit doesn't go down just because you check your credit score. That's a complete misnomer. It's a complete uh, fallacy. The fact that you've gone on there and checked what your credit score is doesn't do anything. It actually helps you in the long run. Now, obviously, if you are applying for credit, that will do a credit search. Now, a lot of companies will do a what they call soft search. So I think Capital One does this, where it will check to see if you're eligible for a card. Now, all that does is do a, it leaves like a little footprint on your account. Now, obviously, if you, if it says you can't get a credit card from Capital One, and then you try MBNA and say no, and you try Tesco and they say no, and you try Barclays and they say no, and you try HBS, you know, after about three, four, five of these, I think it's, I think it's about four. Once you've done four of them, four of these soft searches, it then becomes a hard search because you've, you, you've used that system so many times obviously if you do do a full credit search uh, a lot of times they do this when they're, um, they they don't tell you they're doing this but they do this with mobile phone contracts where they'll do a hard search they won't tell you about it um, and then you'll find out later because you've had it accepted or declined or whatever it would be um, if you are declined the best advice I can I can give to you at that point is don't think that oh that was just one guy I'll try somewhere else because they ju- they all talk to each other. You know, as soon as that credit search has gone through and it's declined, that goes on the system, and then the next company looks at it can see that, and it goes on. And the more times you apply, the worse it gets. And you find this is quite quite slippery slope with this, where they you you do. And I you know I personally I've done it myself where I've tried to apply for a card, been declined, and gone from one to the other. And you do have to realize that once you've done three. You, you basically almost destroyed your entire credit score. So um, so that's <clears throat> the thing with that. Now, obviously, when you're checking your credit score, uh, if you are needing to know more about it, obviously, you can pay for extras, your know, full uh, diagnosis of your account and why is it so low, why is it so high, or why is it this, why is it that? Now, the real sad thing about credit scoring is the way that it works in the sense that uh, if I give an example with Experian, Experian, I think, up from like 0 to 750 is still fair. Um, and when you think about fair, you think, oh, fair's, yeah, fair's all right. You know, fair's not good. Fair is, you know, you know, we might give you a card, but it won't be at a good rate. Um, it's only until you get to like 850 that you get into good. Um, I think it's nine 950 is is excellent, and then obviously anything up to that to nine 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 is is basically bulletproof, um, where you've been given like all the like 
2% offers and all those other things. Now, that's where you want to be. Um, now, obviously, the credit score, the other thing that I would say about the credit score is that it is a slow process in regard to building up your credit score. Um, if you think, well, my credit score is 700, it's poor, um, I can't, you know, what can I do? And you do all the tips and tricks and everything else, you're probably not going to see any any change for at least a year. Uh, it's not a quick fix. Um, unless unless there's something on your credit score that's completely wrong that needs to be adjusted so that they can assess you properly, uh, like they're, they're, they're looking at you and uh, you know, they're looking at someone else instead of you and they, they've put credit that's not yours and they've got an address that's wrong and all these other things. It's only those things that might improve it significantly. Um, there is a company called Lockbox, uh, which is a really good company. It's a saving company. Uh, <clears throat> and what they do is they... Um, they lock you into a, I think it's a minimum of £20 a month. I'll put a link on on, on, on the episode with this. And it's uh, it's £20 a month, and you're basically saving £20 for 12 months. And because you are doing that and you're sticking to that obligation, they will guarantee an increase. It's only maybe about, I think it's about 10 or 20 points. Uh, as I say, it's not a massive amount, but... It does help, and they do give you hints and tips on on um, on how to improve your credit score and the things that I'm going through now. Um, but but the, the good thing about the at that is at the end it is your savings, so you come out of it with two hundred and forty pounds or whatever it is. Yeah, I think the maximum you can save is a hundred pounds. So um, so if you are looking at uh, if you are someone who does things like the, like the um, I can't even think of what they're called now the uh, the catalog uh, things. Um, is it studio or something? Whatever it is, where the um, where you save so much and you get vouchers at the end of it, um, that may be something you want to do because um, that's definitely something that can help. Uh, now, in the process of things like good and bad credit, as I say, there's no such thing as good and bad credit. It's just how you use it. The one thing I would always say is that if you're looking at you just the basics of what is good and bad credit, bad credit technically is overdraft now if you are in an overdraft what you're basically telling your bank is i don't earn enough money so i need this extra buffer now obviously we do get into these moments and if you're in it for a day or you're in it for a week or last week of the month whatever it is or it's an emergency a bill's come out of nowhere that's fine but if if you are someone who's in the overdraft all the time if it's a case of you get paid a thousand pounds but you're still having to use £300 of an overdraft just to get by, that will start affecting it massively. And that's the same with the bar, with the credit cards. If you are using them regularly where you are not, you're, again, just making the minimum payment, you know, it's good that you make the minimum payments and things like that, keep up with repayments and things you know, of that nature. But if that's all you are paying, that's when it starts becoming what they call almost like dead debt. Now, I won't go into things like mortgages um, and loans, mainly because it, it's almost another episode in itself, because I, I don't really know en- enough about mortgages, especially with everything going on at the moment in regard to mortgages. Um, as I say, as you just the fact that you have a deposit doesn't guarantee your mortgage. It's still done by credit searches and credit checks and everything else, and you can't be guaranteed the best rates and things like that. Um, usually, if you're able to do things like the right-to-buy options, this usually the better options with that. Uh, when it comes to loans, if you are uh, with your particular bank, a lot of banks will do what they call pre-approved offers. 
Now, usually what that means is that that, that offer, as long as you meet the general criteria, you know, it means that it's guaranteed, that you can ring up and within 24 hours that money's in your account or, or however long it takes them to process it. Um, now, if it isn't, it means that they do have to do a full, usually a soft search and then a full application, which you know, depends on yourself if you think that you want to do that. Um, but it might not be at a good rate. But again, it's all relative to what you think a good rate is. The, the good thing about your credit at the moment is the, is the fact that so many of the companies like Wonga, QuickQuid, those type of things have um, been you know, closed and destroyed and things like that. So there's very few people who are now stuck in that £1,000% interest, uh, interest rate. Um, you know, and it is hard but the first thing, but the I, would say, I keep saying the first thing, but the one thing I would say is that if you are looking at credit in regards to that, is always think about using things like your credit union. I'm sure I've done. I think I did an episode on credit unions. Um, you know, they usually are the, you know, a better rate. You know, it's 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 a community run, so they're usually quite uh, flexible, uh, and there's usually a like savings aspect of it. And as I've said previously, you know, if you do get child benefit or anything and you get paid into the, the credit union, they can usually guarantee you what they call a credit union child benefit loan, which is usually anything up to, I think it's about a thousand, but it depends on, on the, the part, you know, whichever, whichever one it is, uh, <clears throat> because it's a guarantee payment that comes in uh, from the government. But um, it's definitely something that you would, I would definitely recommend with that. And even if you're just savings, it's, you know, again, um, using things like the lockbox, the credit union, um, they generally are quite good with that. Um, so this is just sort of a brief overview of of credit and credit uh, credit searches and everything like that and credit scores. Um, it's a massive topic. I mean, you could literally, I could probably talk for ten episodes just on how to build up your credit score and where to go to for this and where to go to that. You know, everyone is different, and that's the one thing that you do need to be aware. Um, now, obviously, you know if you are, you know, if 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 you've got a kin kid who's just about to turn eighteen, you know, you you may not want them to get into credit and things like that. But the best options, if they are someone who wants to start building credit, because you know it, it is it is something that we do, we all have to do. We all have a credit score, even if we don't want it, we've all got one. Um, but you may want to start thinking about getting them onto like a phone contract, which obviously will go onto their credit score and things like a smaller credit card. Um, the one thing with credit cards, I think I've, I've done an episode on credit cards in the past, but the one thing on, on credit cards I would say is always consider your limits. You know, just because they offered you five grand doesn't mean you should take five grand. Uh, it, it really does. Uh, you know, I, I've had it in the past where, you know, I've been comfortable with a thousand pound credit limit and all of that other thing. And then you get that letter that says, We'd like to increase. We would like to increase yours up to five grand, and you just think, well, that sounds really nice, and it's a nice buffer, and it's a nice thing to fall back on, but it doesn't. It doesn't help in the long run, and really, yeah, it's the worst case scenario. Is if that company goes bust and they suddenly turn around and say, we want our five grand back, would you be able to pay it back? And the answer generally is no. Uh, so always think about you. Know, what could you pay back within a month, two months, twelve months? Um, you know, if it's if you think, well, actually, I would not be able to pay back this kind of interest rate or this kind of this. You know, 
definitely not. But as I say, if you um, if you're using it for simple things like like food shopping, petrol, those type of things, um, paying general bills, going on outings, using voucher, Groupon, whatever it would be for your nights out and your entertainment, as long as you know that within that. 56 days or whatever the interest rate uh, interest free period is as long as you know that within that time you can pay it back that will start helping build up that credit and the more you build up of that credit score the more offers you'll get you know the more no percent and obviously you know with the with the no percent you know, i'm <coughs> i feel like i'm i'm doing um what's his name martin lewis um you know if you are able to get you know no percent on a card do that and then close the other card. You know, that, you know, there's no point having both cards open because all that happens is you get that temptation or something happens and then you have to use that card or you just decide, you know, I just want to put that on this card instead because I like using that because I get points or something like that. But if you're in that level, you know, it does get, it get, gets more complicated. Um, so that's all in regards to that. Uh, I will put a few links in regards to this, uh, and hopefully, um, you know, if if you have any questions in regards to credit score or anything like that, you know, please you know, let you know, let me know. Uh, let anyone know. I say there are, there are a number of companies out there. You know, if you are struggling with debt, if you're struggling with credit cards and everything like that, you know, there are a number of companies that can help with your know, debt relief and your know, IVAs and those type of things. And that's obviously another another. <laughs> A, a conversation for another time uh, so as always if you want to get in touch with us the easiest way is through the the uh, the social media through the instagram twitter the facebook and our, our website uh, if you are subscribed to any of our feeds through deezer or spotify or anything like that please you know, leave a comment um you know, leave at leave like a five star review it does always help and it just makes us uh, it gives us a nice warm feeling inside Uh, So thank you very much for listening. My name's David and you've been listening to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast.